Seizing a golden business opportunity is every entrepreneur's dream. But how do you do it? Today's special guest is someone who did. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the journey of his remarkable business success story. This is Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, helping you see business issues hiding in plain view that matter to your bottom line. I'm your host, Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, and today's guest is Mr. Derek Butler, the founder and CEO of Crispy Technologies, an application-based company that connects barbers and hairstylists with clients who need hair services at home, office, or hotel. Think of it as an Uber for barbers and hairstylists. Now, Derek grew up in a military and entrepreneurial household where his mother was a licensed barber and a publisher. He also started working in his mother's business at the tender age of 11. And while those entrepreneurial experiences no doubt gave him a passion for his own business, he supplemented those practical lessons with formal business undergraduate degree and then an MBA from St. Mary's College. So Derek is the real deal, and I'm delighted to have him join us now. Welcome to Business Confidential Now, Derek. Hey, thanks, Anna. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today. I love your business concept, this whole Uber for barbers and hairstylists, bringing them to you instead of you going to them and waiting like in a doctor's office because they're running late. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's great. What inspired this business idea? How'd you come up with it? Absolutely. So growing up, I mentioned, you know, in my, in my bio, it's like my mom was a barber, a licensed barber. And oh my goodness, we would sit in the, in the, in the barbershop for hours. My mom worked. And I just remember one summer, uh, looking out the window and seeing my uh, my friends out there playing, and and, and my mom was very you know uh, had to see you kind of person. So while she worked, we would just sit there for hours. And in the back of my mind, I always thought that hey, there's got to be a better way to do this. But of course, the technology one wasn't around then. And then when I was in my MBA at St. Mary's, I actually was at a point you know one Friday working late where I had just missed my appointment with my barber. My barber was very, very loyal. I'd been with him for you know over seven years, but I had an event the next morning to go to. I actually had to go to a wedding and fly out at 8 a.m. So I tried to connect with my barber and I couldn't connect with him. And so I just thought that, hey, I'll just get it done in, in Vegas. You know, that's where I was flying. And, and so I was like, how hard can that be, right? And, and so I actually, um, you know, went home, got packed. Next morning, I'm out and flying to Vegas. I check in at the MGM Grand of all places. And literally, Hannah, they looked at me like I had three eyes. I was like, I need a barber. I've got a wedding to go to. And they had no answer for me. In fact, they sent me over to the spa. And can you imagine me walking over to the spa and, and the spa person, you know, had no answer for my type of hair and the person that, that you know, and the, the type of service that I wanted. And so I was told to actually leave the hotel and find the service somewhere else. The whole experience was a nightmare. And let's just say I didn't get the best haircut I ever could. And, and so I wound up going to this wedding, this very important wedding, uh, not looking the way that I wanted to look. And it was at that point where the two kind of collided. You know, it was like, wait a minute, I, I experienced, you know, something like this, um, you know, with Uber, uh, where they were able to invent a technology that brought the taxi to the client whenever they wanted. And so because the technology was around and I had that experience, I started to formulate the idea in my mind that there has to be ability a way for people to use uh, tech, current technology to allow them to get the service when they need it 
most and of course when it makes sense for their schedule so a lot of companies have actually uh you know launched businesses like doordash is one that comes to mind etc that says hey you are now in control of you know when you want service you just put it in the application and that 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 particular product or service will come be delivered to you and and so that's what we did we created an, an app that does just that we're literally you you you, you download our app you tap, you know, you put in your schedule and you request service and then someone knocks on your door and says, hey, I'm here from Crispy. I'm here to provide service to you. And that particular service is for men, women and kids. So the whole family can actually, you know, really capitalize on that experience. Well, that's wonderful. It brings to mind that necessity is the mother of invention and sure certainly married those things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and not just that, but but that you were thinking about technology in, in a transferable way. You know, how can we use this someplace else in a different type of application where the technology underlying it is the same? So that's wonderful. I'm wondering what personal habits you think contributed to your success? Because it's one thing to have the idea. It's another thing to implement and make it happen. So what personal attributes do you think helped you succeed? Yeah, so I definitely believe it's my corporate training that, that I've had for for a number of years, but also, um, you know, my MBA did a, a great job of preparing me for executing a plan. But my organizational skills and my ability to communicate my vision at a high level. So part of really allowing yourself to build a product or a service is that you can't do it by yourself. You've got to inspire and share your vision with other people that, especially you know, on the tech side, where I'm not a formal coder, right? So I'm not a person that can, uh, even though I, I can code, I can't do extensive code. And so I had to make be sure I could communicate that vision of mine with someone. In this case, I brought on a co-founder, Mario Goins, who is my uh, co-founder and CTO. And he was able to take my vision and put it into code and create the, the, the first minimal viable product, which we call an MVP, so that we could launch it in the marketplace. So, you know, you've got, you know, the, having just an idea, unfortunately, does not create the success that a lot of people are looking for. You literally have to take that idea. You've got to share your vision. And, and I, I hear some entrepreneurs saying, well, if I tell someone, they're just going to take my idea, right? And no, I think people need to stop thinking like that because that's not the way it happens, right? Number one, people might not have that same passion that you do, might not have that same vision. And then when it comes to the execution, that's where it really comes in because if someone isn't passionate and, and really, you know, want that vision to happen, they won't stick. They'll just fall off because it, it's really hard to do. And so you, you must have that vision and that passion about what, you, what you're trying to create and that vision of how you're going to implement it into the market. And then you've got to be able to share that with someone that can actually create that vision for you. And then it takes a team of people. It takes people that understand your vision that can assist you in accomplishing that vision. And then you have to get those people, those fans and those cheerleaders and those people that are, are really rooting for you, have those people all directly going in the same um, direction to accomplish and execute a plan. And so all those things kind of come together in order to get the success that people see and that they're looking for in regards to building a business. 
Well, you mentioned there's a lot of moving parts there, and it requires some leadership to keep all those people focused in the same direction. What challenges did you face as you were growing your business? Yeah, so there's a number of challenges. You know, number one, it's disbelief. There is a lot of no's, a lot of people that don't see your vision the way they they see your vision. And I want to say that you, you have to be careful of who you share your your vision your dream with because there's a lot of people that you can you can tell or share your vision or dream and they will be very negative they'll even say that's not possible or you can't do that or it's never been done before or 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 they'll give you some type of you know negative feedback you know like that so you have to be careful you need to share your vision but you also need to share your vision with people that have accomplish things like that, that have uh, experience in, in that type of arena, that have either uh, participated or been involved in, in a startup and understand you know, what it takes in order to you know, be successful. So you have to, and in some cases, you have to really take a look at your network. And I always say your, your network, you know, it, your net worth is your network, right? And, and so when you look at your, your network of people that are surrounding you, it may not fit in to the direction that you're going. And that is the point where you really need to, number one, consider, you know, that network. And you can still have a personal network and a business network, you know, I call it, where you've got a personal network, but you don't share your vision and your dreams. And those people you just, you know, you do your normal day-to-day, you know, life with. And then you've got your business network of people that are on board and helping you to achieve your dream and your vision. And, and so you, you really need to separate those two. You know, that's a process of really evaluating, you know, who, you know, who's in your network. And then some people are not going to fit into the business network. And then some people you need to keep in the personal network, right? But when you look at the people in your business network, those people are all aligned, all on board, and can assist you in accomplishing that vision and executing your plan. That's a really excellent point. I know an entrepreneur that brought in a family member because A, they kind of wanted to find a place for them. They did have a skill set that fit, but they didn't have a skill set that really rose to the level that was necessary. And it wound up tanking the business. It really did. They had a a grand opening. This person was pivotal. Uh, They couldn't perform in the at the speed that was necessary and people were walking out the door and you know it was valentine's day and they didn't come back so yeah it it tanked the business so your your point is really well taken about you may have a best friend but do they really have the skill set and the experience and if you want to include them that's fine but it's important to set boundaries um and, and really do some good screening and that's not taking away from, like you said, the friend network. You can have great friends, but right. they may not be the best for your, fit for your business in order to Absolutely. advance your vision. Absolutely. So, and you've got um, to separate those two. And I, I, I literally have seen, just like you, instances where you, you, you bring in a friend or a family member or someone that, that wasn't qualified for a particular position and then you, it's so critical. I, and, you know, I hear it all the time, but those first 10 and, and even the first, you know, 25 people that come into your business are so critical to the success of the business. It's almost either make it 
you know, win or make, you know, uh, uh, scenarios where you think, oh, it's just one person, but they may, like that instance that you gave, have a critical role in, in that next step of success. So you really have to put the best people forward for your business in order for it, for it to succeed. Absolutely. So if you had the chance to start your entrepreneurial journey over again and grab this golden business opportunity, what would you do differently? Knowing Start sooner. <laughs> start sooner. <laughs> because, yeah, because there was a time where I didn't, or I had the idea and yeah. um, I shared it, but I, I was, you know, number one, I was hesitant and really put, putting 100% foot forward, right? And and I and I know people say, well, you know, you just got to do a little bit at a time, right? In order to, you know, you you got to be able to understand, you know, see if this is something that's going to work. But I literally would literally put a little bit of time in it. And the other time, I would be working for, you know, the job or doing something with in organizations that I'm involved in. And then I would come back to it and then work a little bit more, and then put it back down. And and if I really could go back to the beginning. As soon as I got the idea and I started moving forward, I would have just moved forward then because that time is so critical to market, right? But it all worked out that we wound up, you know, launching and building a product the time that the product was needed in the marketplace, right? But if we would have built it a little bit sooner, we would, we would have had a better product. But, you know, hindsight twenty twenty. But if, if I had a chance to do it over again, I would have just started a little bit earlier. And looking back, what was your worst moment and how did you overcome it? Oh, my worst moment was there was, there was a, a, um, a, a person that was, that was on my, that, that I wanted on my team. And I felt that they could contribute a lot. They were energetic. They had great vision. You know, they were considering joining the team, had great experience, and I didn't put as much effort because I didn't see down the line how important that person could be in saving us uh, money and time. (laughs) And so I didn't put as much effort as I could have in developing that relationship and letting them see the big picture and, and really giving them the true vision of what we're trying to accomplish and then that person wind up deciding to go someplace else. And I, I look back on it, it's like, ooh, that was a that one right there would have, would have really been an amazing contributor to what we're trying to accomplish. So that's the one that got away. <laughs> so what would be your advice to entrepreneurs or uh, people in a startup mode to avoid that type of thing? Yeah, I, I think you really you have to be strategic about even your team, the people that you want on your team. And there are great mentors and, and people that, again, accelerators you can go to. That's, a, that's another great thing where you can, you know, get into an accelerator, get into a, even a, um, an incubator. Uh, if you don't have an idea yet, you're just formulating the, the idea. And you can get surrounded by some really good mentors. I think mentorship is really important when you're doing a startup. And the reason why is, and again, I say, you know, you can't do this by yourself, but there, there's literally thousands of mentors across the country that have been in your shoe. They've built businesses. They have 
had challenges in, in building business. They have built teams. They have launched product in the marketplace. I really believe that finding the right mentors is super important as you go along on this journey. I tell all entrepreneurs that you, you need that advice because it's going to save you so much time. And don't feel like you need to be an island. Make sure that when you're starting this journey that you join a, a group of people you know, that have the mentors that can help you succeed. And then you'd be surprised the type of the mentors that I have right now, some of them, it's like, I never thought they'd be my mentors. It's like, and then you start reaching out to them and they say, oh yeah, absolutely. This is something I definitely uh, know about. I definitely can help you. And then you, you, uh, you take all those, those great pearls of wisdom and you just put them in your tool belt and you use them along on your journey. How did you find your mentors? Yeah. So I just, for me, I start, you know, researching the type of companies that I, and not necessarily have to be in the same industry, but they have to be companies that you can, you know, aspire to be like, right? Companies that, and, and for me, it was just more than building a big business. It was, it was about how do they build a business? How are they respected in regard to the way they treat, treat their employees? Are they, uh, do they have a philanthropic uh, arm where they give back to the community? So those type of people are the ones that, I want to, to emulate my style and, and what I believe in and, and my business around. And so those type of people, I literally you know, built a, a list, uh, went on LinkedIn, I started reaching out, and I, I was super surprised at the feedback I got, I received, and, and also the people that decided, yeah, I definitely would love to be a part of this. Very nice. What was the best piece of business advice you've ever received, whether it was from a mentor or someplace else? One of the best pieces of advice actually came from uh, one of my um, customers. <laughs> and, really? And yeah, it actually came from one of my customers. I, I give you the, the story is that they downloaded the app. You know, she was a single mom and she had three boys. She has three boys. And she had, in the past, it had been a, a huge ordeal in order to get it became like a production of getting them dressed, getting them ready to go to the barbershop, right? And, and, and getting out the house. And then they're sitting there for hours on end. And then, you know, they, of course, they'd be busy bodies, be, you know, not want to sit still and, and all this stuff, right? So it became like this huge production. And then, you know, when she found, you know, our app, you know, in the app store, she literally called up in disbelief that we even existed. She was like, you really have an app where, You'll come out to me. <laughs> you will provide service for my three boys. And I was like, yes. And the advice that she gave me was like, this is such a needed service. This is going to change lives. And I, I want you to know that you're, that you're on the right path and that, that people will value uh, you and what you're doing in the marketplace. Because for her, she couldn't even envision something like this, that it, that it even existed. And for her, it, you know, it's, it sounds like all of us, you know, that, that go through the process on a, on a regular basis, uh, where, it, you know, it's just one thing. But when you've got multiple people, multiple responsibility, you're leading a home, you've got, you know, three kids, you're, you know, that just adding that one technology tool literally changed her life. She said, keep going. <laughs> she was like, you're, you're changing lives, keep going. And that became the mantra of our company. And even my co-founder, Mario, he says, keep showing up. That's a way that he kind of interpreted that saying. That is 
kind of the word I want to give to entrepreneurs out there. You keep showing up. You're going to have difficult days. You're going to have good days, but you got to believe in your vision and you got to keep showing up and then amazing things will happen. There you go. You're right. It, it not only changes lives, but you know what? Even for those people that aren't challenged like that mom with three boys where they're fidgeting and, you know, you get one to sit still and the other two are doing God knows what. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And you're right. like, where do you go? <laughs> um, right. Right. You know, I mean, that that's just that is a life changer. That is that's huge. But you know what? Even for like other folks, you're making them feel like rock stars. You know, Absolutely. I mean, seriously, you're bringing the service to them. Yes. The, the way a celebrity would have, which is absolutely which is pretty cool. And that's a great point, Hannah, because celebrities have been doing this for years. They have been yeah. literally doing this for years. And now we're allowing anyone that has the app to get that type of service brought directly to them. This is going to change lives. That's right. Thank you, Derek. Thanks for giving us a sneak peek into the experiences of a successful entrepreneur and and the grit and determination that's that's needed and the team yes. that you need to to assemble and communicate with well in order to make that dream a reality. So if you're listening Absolutely. and you want that kind of rock star treatment, check out that crispy app. Contact Derek. You want to learn more about his amazing business or schedule some grooming. You can find that information in the show notes at businessconfidentialradio.com. And if you know someone who'd be inspired by Derek's story, in addition to looking for his services, tell them about today's episode. Share the link to the show, leave a positive review on your podcast app or at lovethepodcast.com forward slash business confidential so others can learn what you just did. You've been listening to Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner. Have a great day and an even better tomorrow.